Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It was Super Bowl weekend, and although we weren't blown away by many of the commercials, we did notice that Google is putting real marketing behind his real tone initiative. A black couple opens the world's first autonomous grocery store in Atlanta, and it even has delivery robots to keep your food hot or cold. TikTok missed the mark with its Black History Month event, leaving black creators out of the conversation. And the Netflix doc Tinder Swindler showcases how a prolific romance scammer finessed women out of millions. We've got all this and more in episode 22 of The Tech John. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Steph. And out of Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. Uh, I'm glad I'm married so I can stay off of these <laughs> social media dating apps because they are oh, tripping. <laughs> I was looking. We, we, we will definitely get to uh, that story um, because I was like, for real, this is what this, these folks out here doing. But anyway, Have y'all uh, watched it. Yes. yes. Uh, okay. I, I, bits and pieces. Uh, I just did my research. So I was like, let's fast forward, let's fast forward here. But, uh, so now I will go back mm-hmm. in and watch it. And, and everybody who's listening to us right now, we'll, we'll get to this story eventually. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Um, I watched either, either of y'all watch. It was I, on I Stephanie. Is that what along? No. I followed <laughs> along with the social media peeps on Twitter. Okay. So I was getting play by play off of social media. So I, I am I literally a fo- just watched the halftime show before I hopped on this live stream. So <laughs> I, I, had, wanted, I had to watch the halftime show, but other than that, no. Terrence, you had thoughts about the halftime show. So I wanted to get your take on what it was. And uh, what you thought is, it, you know, is it what you thought it was going to be? Was it better than you thought it was going to be? Was it worse than you thought it was going to be? But, you know, I know you really wasn't it, it feeling was, it. it. No, I, um, it was what I thought it was going to be. It was entertaining. Uh, Stephanie, you hit it on the head to where they had enough of a group of people to where a lot of people either knew who a couple of people were, knew who everybody were, you know, which kind of fits into the Super Bowl demographic, you know, even though. You know, you watch on Twitter, depending on who you are, depending on where you live, depending on what side you lean. You had a different opinion based on the Super uh, the halftime show. You know, uh, there are a lot of people who said, oh, this stinks. They really couldn't tell you why, mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> they didn't like it were, that black. Right, right. Yes. And then there were people who were the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm like, okay, relax. No, I, I remember <laughs> Prince. The, the Prince one was dope in the rain. Um, right. I think it was a good representation mm-hmm. of, you know, Dre. and I mean, Dre deserves, I mean, you know, all of his misdeeds and misgivings aside, you know, he's a, he's a very talented and prolific producer. I think he, you know, the platform was well earned and, 
I think he put together the right pieces of, of, you know, with, of talent to, to make a, a good 15 minute show. I, I enjoyed it. I was in here. So, so remind me, we'll talk about it on the after party and those who are not, uh, Patreon supporters, you may miss this conversation, but remind me, Stephanie, what you mentioned about all of Dr. Dre's misdeeds aside. I want to talk about that kind of like, not necessarily Dre in specific, but just right. in general, you know, right. this person is great. But this, I want to say, separate the art from the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have a conversation about that a little bit later. That is a next level tease right there. So let me go ahead and tell folks if you (laughs) want to get access to our after party. So, uh, we don't just do a podcast. We're live streaming this right now. We got some, you know, we got some peeps that ride with us weekly in our live stream and you can do that as well. The way that you can actually watch our live stream is to become a patron, um, and support us over at patreon.com forward slash the tech john. That is the tech john. J-A-W-N. And any tier gets access to our live stream. So we just wanted to throw that out there. And uh, the commercials during the Super Bowl. I, I, I didn't see I wasn't I, feeling I them. You know, it, it's them, been it's been a few years since I've really like, wow, these are some great commercials. I mean, there were some that were good. But uh, I'm hearing uh, I'm feedback hearing, from somebody. That's me. Um, I forgot to now, now you're muted. Now you're muted. Feed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. We're good. <laughs> Wire, technology is not all that it's cracked up to be. Um, <laughs> quick aside, you know, I'm, I'm all Apple, so I've got a MacBook, I've got an iPad, and i got an iPhone, all of which I'm trying to use in, in concert to kind of watch what's going on. And I got my AirPods in. So if you don't turn off Bluetooth on the things that you don't want the sound to come through, as soon as you open something up, bam, it switches. It's like, <laughs> yeah. right, let me, oh, you're trying to watch this. So hey. put the headphones in this. So that kind of messed everything up. So Works the way uh, it's ecosystem, intended. Yeah, right. The ecosystem ain't all as cracked up to be sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, we, you know, talking about the commercials and I'm, I'm just wondering why I mean, you used to have some top notch, you know, great quality commercials. People were tuning in for the commercials. And I'm wondering, is it because of the ability to watch all this stuff online now? So instead of giving the Super Bowl, you know, a million dollars for, you know, for a 30 second spot or whatever it costs, let me just take that, do the same level of production, but put that commercial on YouTube and let people go watch it till their heart's content. Is that a reason why you're just not seeing the level of commercial that we used to see? Well, so I I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but like I said, I tried to keep up on all the things that was happening in and around and about the Super Bowl. Right. So I caught either a glimpse of the Super Bowl commercials on YouTube, not live, but also kind of uh, felt the pulse of what people were saying. Um, I got the impression that and just based on me watching some of the video, uh, the commercials, it was decent. It was you know, it was good. They had the commercial about the people were talking about. The Coinbase one, which they just put the QR code up there. Right. Mm-hmm. People were talking about the uh, Marvel, I think Marvel, Multiverse of Madness. I think that did that was that a Super Bowl thing or no? I don't know. So, all right. Well, anyway, they talked about Dr. Evil and um, uh, Mike Myers. Did they, was that a Super Bowl commercial? I saw that that was. I didn't watch. The, I didn't see okay. the commercial, yeah. but that was one of them. It, they, it could they have been. About the, the, uh, did you watch the Super Bowl, man? I watched it. I, I watched. So I was focused more on the game than the commercials, but uh, but I, I did think watch. There's some merit to what you're saying, uh, Rob, about the money and they can just save the money and go viral for for free, basically. But I also just think we we're in a creativity 
deficit right now. Um, just, you know, content wise and, and idea wise. And it's like everything is, we're, we're in that space where we're, we're, everything's coming back around, um, from, you know, 20 or 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and, but you still have people that are young enough to remember that, that are poo pooing it. You got the younger people who don't really get the reference. Um, so, so they're poo pooing it as well. Um, I, I think we're really in a creativity deficit right now. It just, there's just nothing new coming out that is exciting and is, is getting people excited. Or at least maybe that's just me. Now, there was one commercial that actually really stood out to me. Now, I'm not saying it was the best commercial of the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that at all, but it definitely is one that stood out. And that was Google's Pixel 6 commercial uh, with uh, Lizzo, uh, where they were really showcasing real tone. I know we talked about real tone, uh, you know, several episodes back, and that's uh, Google's AI technology that they've built into the Pixel 6 to actually make folks who have darker skin tone look better in, in various lighting situations. And Google, I don't think they do a Super Bowl commercial every year. I think they started back in uh, 2010. Is I think that's when they had their first one. And they've had several since. I remember uh, there was one um, a few years ago. It was Loretta. And it just really kind of stood out because it was a uh, it was a. Uh, you know, an older gentleman, it looks like his wife maybe had passed away. So he was telling his Google assistants to, you know, show me mm-hmm. pictures of me and Loretta. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's basically using it to bring up memories of him and his deceased wife. And that just kind of, you know, got me in the feels. But this one, you know, stood out because it's like, wow, Google, you know, Google has not ever been confused with Apple when it comes to the way they market stuff. Uh, right. In fact, they actually don't market stuff um, to their detriment in my, you know, in my opinion. So the things that they decide to put in a Super Bowl ad is usually stuff that is fairly important to the company. You know, things that you probably are going to see uh, for some time to see uh, or, or for some time to come. So, you know, I, I was all about the, the real tone and I really liked what Google did uh, with that Pixel 6. And, you know, my hope was, well, this is not going to be the last that we hear of it. They announce it. It's a thing in the phone. And then they never talk about it again. They actually used their Super Bowl capital to um, no, we're going to double down on this and got Lizzo to do her song. Black History Month. Um, and not only and not, yeah, and maybe. not only Black History Month. <laughs> that seemed like a very street. savvy Black History Month move, Google. But also word on the street. The Pixel was having software issues to <laughs> where a lot of customers we're having issues with updates that was coming out directly from Google. So maybe if you add up, they were trying to cover up some. Yeah. And it was Black History Month, you know, so you add a perfect storm, you know, not to take nothing away what you what you just said, Rob, but also (laughs) two and three. (laughs) I have one little nitpick with that commercial. I thought the commercial Mm -hmm. was very well done. I love Lizzo. You know, shout out to Lizzo. If you ever want to come on and tech John, I'll let you girl. Um, And, you know, the, the photographs were stunning. So I can definitely appreciate if, in fact, this is what the technology can do, the real tone technology can do. Then, it, then it's definitely, you know, am I am I going to get a pixel instead of my iPhone? I don't know. Um, but it, but I appreciate the fact that they're at least thinking about how to make uh, darker skin tones look better in photos. The only mm-hmm. thing I would have liked to see them do is an apples to apples comparison. Because when they started at the beginning of the commercial talking about how we looked in old photographs, I mean, they were using photographs from like, uh, 
Polaroid camera from 1978. Like the pictures were mad old. And it's like, yeah, that tech, I mean, the technology was different back then. We didn't, you know, we didn't necessarily have the technology back then to have better, mm. but that's not an excuse. Somebody probably should have been working on it, but I felt like it wasn't an apples to apples comparison versus what you could get in another phone today. That would have made a bigger difference to me. Like if you, if you expect me to, to give up this, this 13 right here, this 13 pro, you got to make, you got to justify it for me. And, and using those particular photographs as the comparison didn't do it for me. And then knowing yeah. that they use professional photographers and they probably had the best lighting, like you, you, you put your photographs in the best possible position to look good as they could. But then you compared them to, to, to pictures you had to pick up at, at CVS, you know, in a, in a paper envelope, you know what I mean? Yeah. In, in, in quality. And it's just like, they're, they're supposed to be better than those. That, that is actually a good right. point. Well, they did not have to use, well, but I will go ahead. I was going to say, but I will say, I mean, uh, Google setting up the perfect picture is no different than what Apple does. Apple probably does it too. All these other companies do it again right. too. And I think not to counter, but I, I took it as, Google telling the history of black people as it relates to photography, not necessarily, okay, look at these old pictures and then look at what can, what we can do. I kind of took it as, okay, uh, the history of black folks, they, 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 nobody's really went that extra mile to make sure we're represented. Well, right. the Google with the pixel six, yada, yada, that's our challenge. That's our charge. This is what we're going to do. Bam, here's what it looks like. So, yeah, I, that's why I try to Fair take enough. it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they probably would have won a lot of more, a lot more people over if they would have said, look at Samsung Galaxy. This look is at what I'm iPhone saying. 13. Google Pixel. Yeah. You don't have to go back far. You could literally went and got you like a 2019 high end phone where we would have been looking right. like Ashy Larry if the light wasn't From exactly old LG right. John or right. something. So, like, <laughs> we really could have found um, Like, just, you know, just give me a, a little bit better perspective. To make a purchasing decision, here's, you know, I, I can appreciate what you said, Terrence, but that ain't gonna make me buy the new phone. Here's another no, reason <laughs> why I think. Here's another reason why I think that that was a perfectly timed commercial because Samsung has announced the S twenty two. I have pre ordered mm-hmm. mine. That joint. Mm-hmm. Um, now I will say this: the S twenty two and the S twenty two. I think it is the Pro. Or the max, I can't remember exactly. I think it's max. The the max. If you had an S21, is there a reason for you to upgrade? What's kind of like, well, if you had an iPhone 12, was there a reason for you to upgrade to, you know, iPhone 13? Well, if you wanted it, that's probably reason enough for a lot of folks. Uh, but I've been missing the note. So for whatever reason, when the Galaxy S20 came out two years back, I decided to get that instead of getting the note that came out later in the year. And so I missed getting the, the you know, the, the Note 20. And mm-hmm. I was just thinking, oh, I'll just get the Note 21, uh, you know, the following year. Well, they didn't have one last year. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, man. Now, you know, you know how you get, I don't know, but I want to buy a phone that's like, you know, a year too old now. So they have basically come out with this S22 Ultra. And essentially, mm-hmm. it is just a, it, it is just the, uh, it is just a Note. They just changed the name on it. Um, so I'm happy to get that. So I definitely got my pre-order in for that. But the S21, the cameras in that Samsung, they were awesome. 
from everything that I've been reading and from the few reviews, I don't think we're, it's going to still be a few weeks before we probably get into the full reviews where people have been able to use the phone for, you know, multiple days in a row. But from all accounts thus far is like the camera, once again, is just awesome uh, in that phone. But 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 that proves Stephanie's point. Right. Because you were in the market for a smartphone mm-hmm. and then the Google came out. It's like, oh, black folks, black folks, black folks. Right. And then you were like, oh, man, that's awesome. But when the Samsung Galaxy 22 come out, I'm putting my money down immediately. So that mm-hmm. kind of st- uh, proves Stephanie's point. It's like, all right, if y'all trying to win folks over, Samsung's crap. iPhone's crap. Google is up here. What now, you, what you gonna now, do? now, see, I, I got a condition, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, um, I got a hole in my pocket. Itis. To where when a new joint comes out that is interesting to me, I just go ahead and cop. I don't even think I told you. So I got the six. Uh, okay. <laughs> I got the six. But the, oh, so you got the six and now you're getting the 22. Now I'm getting the 22. Now I'm getting the You just got a, a, a stash of smartphones <laughs> around so, yeah, for, I, I, for whatever purposes. Yeah, I, I, I do have a problem. It's like, ooh. You know, bubbles and butterflies. I need that. That's so probably Terrence has the sneakers. You got <laughs> smartphones. So, but anyway, uh, like you know, I digress. The, uh, the the commercial it it stood out to me. It was memorable to me because it was a commercial to where you just see brown person, black person, black person, brown Absolutely. person, black person, brown the, person, the black person. Was phenomenal, right? So I it thought it was a good commercial. Beautifully shot. The song was the song choice was was perfect. It was it was spot on. Um, so I'm not mad at the commercial itself. You know what I mean? But like I said, if if, if you're asking me, was it effective in in in, in making mm-hmm. me want to consider purchasing a Pixel Six? Then I'd have to say no. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Terrence, it looks like a new type of high tech. I guess, for lack of a better word, grocery store, an autonomous grocery store. Has opened yeah, up in Atlanta. Yep, there's a couple in Atlanta, a black couple. Um, they kind of start their story. They have uh, two kids uh, with autism and they were having issues. Well, not necessarily issues. They wanted to make sure that eating healthy wasn't a barrier to them getting the best education, being healthy, you know, uh, remove the challenge or roadblock as it relates to raising kids with autism. So they started a line of frozen foods. And then once they moved to Atlanta, uh, they decided to combine their food and tech background to establish the Nourish. Is it Plus Bloom or Anne Bloom? I think it's Nourish and Bloom. Nourish and Bloom, um, yeah. Yeah, Nourish and Bloom grocery store. Now, what's special about this grocery store is it is fully autonomous. So if you, if some of you may not know, but I think Amazon is working on this up in Seattle. To where mm-hmm. they're doing like a gro- Amazon grocery I store. They have because a few I, of those stores yeah. around the country already. All right. So I think they're claiming the fame. Uh, Jamie and Jalea Hemmings in Atlanta, who have opened up this Nourish and Bloom market, is they're the first contactless grocery store with robotic delivery mm-hmm. in the United States and the first black owned autonomous grocery store in the world. So they're the first black owned in the world and they're the first to do contactless with robotic delivery. Now, go ahead. So let me ask you. Okay. Where is Fayetteville in relation to Atlanta proper? It's Southwest Atlanta. Okay. Um, so, but it is in a, and I did some little research. It's in a like <laughs> artsy fartsy. That's not yeah. the right word, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is in a, a creative is this entire neighborhood is, is catering to creatives, 
uh, well, startup. Well, there's a studio right yeah. there. It's kind of, it's kind of right, like Greenwich right. in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this this new kind of neighborhood to where they're bringing these, you know, um, uh, millennial, uh, mm-hmm. um, probably financially like okay. Like a whole planned community type yeah, deal where everything right. is right there. So you never right. have to go off the grounds to get anything you want. And exactly. They got movie studio. And shiny and clean and you right. know mm-hmm. so uh, all that to say the reason why they can do robotic delivery because they're just delivering in the little neighborhood so they've yeah. got so they've got these robots that if you you know um uh, decide to get yourself delivered this robot will come and come to your neighborhood which is probably they said a three mile a, radius three mile right. radius right. Yeah. is that real are they really gonna have these johns out there going it, it, two and a half miles away if you saw the, the neighborhood of the, the community where it yeah. is, uh-huh. I could see that because that community mm-hmm. is probably five miles across in diameter. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like I said, it's just it's all folk that know better with money and, and that mm-hmm. expect this level of service okay. and, and technology and convenience to be where they live. They're they're moving there because this site, this mm-hmm. type of convenience and technology is mm-hmm. there in place. So, um, you know, that was that they was are insulated. Life. That was my little nitpick with this story. I mm-hmm. love that they're doing it. Don't get me wrong. I want these. I want these black folks to get their bag. I love you know the whole thing. But we got food deserts in the hood that, that need <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? I'm like, and you can't so, a grocery store, and, and y'all y'all got robots delivering Cheerios, you know, to 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 the other folks. Right. So uh, to that, um, they've partnered with Coca Cola, Microsoft, and among others to create STEM. And mentorship mm-hmm. programs for underserved that. kids, yeah, like that you know, through the store. And they plan on opening uh, 400 stores nationwide. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully they will oh. expand to some areas that won't be able to get to this perfect right. location. Right. But the fact that they're trying it, the fact that they got support, you know, and they're not, yes. they're not skipping the technology part, even mm-hmm. though, you know, they may have to work harder to get their customer or the ideal customer to actually utilize it. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to put the weight of black community, feeding the black community on these people's shoulders. It's just two people. We always (laughs) get that, you know, like our communities never got to get that money. And that's the and that's the and that's the challenge. It's like, do you do you save? Do you say do you save people at the expense of yourself or do you try to to get this money, get this ramp up? But then you kind of lose the original Right, but that's right. the long game because then you can, you know, you get this bag, then you can go back and be Robin Hood and 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 rob, mm-hmm. you know, get back to the poor and all that stuff. I know, I and, know. And, and I think one of the things because you know their previous business was actually getting good food for their son who's autistic, and I've got some experience with this. Mm-hmm. My younger brother is autistic, and the food thing, um, making sure you eat right is is the it's not the one thing, but it is one of the most controllable things you can do. To help with right, that, right. to just make sure that their nutrition is on point. And I can tell you this because my mother does not eat fast food. I would be hard pressed to say that my younger brother uh, has had fast food this year. I don't think he's probably had any other than pizza, like, but no McDonald's or Burger King or anything like that. I doubt that he's had it at all this year. And if we go back into 2021, maybe two, maybe three times across the entirety of the year. Uh, you know, my mother and my father, they just cook everything. Um, and, and because they like to eat, you know, good food too. And, you know, she's from down south. She's like, you know, can't, you know, if you can't cook it as good as I can cook it, why don't I just cook it? Because she likes to cook. But that is a big thing, you know, making sure that his diet is controlled. Uh, 
uh, you know, as far as him eating good quality food. So I think that that might have been one of the reasons that they decided to move into this. In fact, I don't think it was that they said it was. So that might just be, you know, more paramount in their mind that they're, they're dealing with that one issue. Uh, and, and I look at it like this. Somebody's got to be first. Yeah. Um, this, you know, this is not going to be the end all be all. It's the store is relatively small. So this is not replacing, uh, you know, Walmart Supercenter, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. It's a, it's a relatively small, more of a boutique. I don't even want to say Whole Foods because well, it's even smaller they're, they're, than Whole Foods. Their focus is on fresh food, locally right. sourced, right. you mm-hmm. know, you know, prepared foods and things like that. So, you know, I think they're, the scale is going to have to remain, you know, manageable. I don't think these are ever going to be, you know, Publix or, you know, mm-hmm. when Dixie's or anything like that. But, um, you know, like I said, if, if we can just make sure that in that growth, they got some big growth plans. I mean, you're talking about mm-hmm. four or 500 stores. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's make sure we get those, some of those in, in some spaces where our people can benefit from. Right. And, and I yeah. think the technology itself is you're going to start seeing this technology in other stores. Um, you know, I feel some kind of way about that. Like, I don't, I don't like autumn. I don't like walking into a store and I have to go check myself out when there's like people standing around that could, you know, actually be checking me out because I feel like that's going to cost them their jobs in some, you know, in some form or fashion. That's a completely different story for a different day. But I do see some of this technology coming to other stores to where you just go grab something off of the shelf. The shelf had a pressure sensor or a weight sensor on it. So it knows that you pick something up and then there's cameras everywhere that are, you know, it'll grab that barcode uh, when you pick it up or when you put it in your cart. So it's just automatically going to check you out when you, you know, you get to the front or you've got the app in, in, in their case, you put an app on your phone, you have your billing all set up before you even enter the store and you just pick stuff off the shelf and then you walk out. It's paid for, uh, you know, uh, really, well, it's, really it's quickly. It's definitely already happening. It, it's happening mm-hmm. a lot in vending machines. Um, one of the places I used to work had a vending machine that was just completely automatic and you just grab, you know, it, like I said, it worked, it was a camera based. I don't think there were any pressure weight weighted pressure things, but it was just camera based. And, you know, you, you, you they know who the, you were. Yeah. They knew who you were. You just scan your stuff mm-hmm. and, and, and bounce or whatever. So it, it's definitely, you know, a direction we're going in. Uh, it remains to be seen how people find, find ways to exploit the system because oh, they they're going to figure it out. Oh, they're going to try. They're going to try. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, I think there's just some things that you need human beings for. And, yeah, yeah, and this, yeah. is that, this is definitely one of them. That reminds me of that, uh, that, uh, uh, Jurassic Park, where your boy, uh, he says, life finds a way. Finds a way. <laughs> human, uh, human nature is going to find a way. Right. Yeah. Oh, they, they going to try. <laughs> and like that, that's what I was wondering about. Like them robots might not make it back depending on the neighborhood. It's like somebody might yeah. snatch one right. and try to build them R2D2 or something out of it. So you never know, man. But they've got some of those robots, like security, security guard robots that kind of walk around. Like big, um, maybe not in Atlanta, but maybe on, uh, West Coast, they've got yeah. like, uh, little robots that got cameras and all this stuff. So I can mm-hmm. see you putting a, a trunk or a frunk on that and deliver somebody's food. And they're still, they're testing delivery. Domino's is testing autonomous delivery mm-hmm. out in Seattle and, you know, in the Valley, they got, you know, GoPuff is delivering stuff via robots. So it's a drones dropping your stuff off and whatnot. So yeah, it, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting to, to see how all this like, goes. I was pleased to see that they look like us. And as I said, somebody's got to be first. Yeah. Listen, Why exactly. not us? <laughs> you know, I ain't so. mad. Like, take, don't take anything I said, you know, as a, as a knock. Um, I'm not mad. Motors is complete. 
Dr. Abel. GM's what the heck? Platform power our whole operation. <laughs> now we can reduce tailpipe emissions. <laughs> New technology. Is that you, Rob? I hope not. Baby. Here, I want to hit mute and you tell me if you still hear it. Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I think that might have been me. Am oh, I okay. bad? I, I, listen, I literally have, I got two screens and on my other screen, I have probably 30 tabs open right now. Oh, You're come on. Thankfully, you, you know, you see the little speaker on the one mm-hmm. that's that's loud and, and it, it literally it it hadn't done that in a half an hour. Just you know, a pop up mm-hmm. button just popped up just now and, and uh my bad job. <laughs> I am one of those people. people. Oh. I, I can't help I would I, I would I you know what? Well see especially for this. I keep all my stories open. Right. For mm-hmm. All the research I, I've I done would, for this, I keep them all open. I click one by one because I would my mind can't I would like, you know what? No, I need my tabs. <laughs> no, you wanted them. I would not be able to function. I'm one of them. You yeah, one of them. But like you know what? Thirty open on my other screen. What what better segue to start <laughs> talking about? Uh, you, you know what? This wouldn't be the tech, John, if we didn't have to talk about a social media company. Darn near uh, every show. Acting up. I saw this one, and I read I read the title, but I didn't get. You know, I, I didn't pick it up until I actually read the article about what TikTok did for Black History Month. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about this one? So TikTok sent out an invite to a bunch of creators. And if there is any defense um, about this, I don't I don't know necessarily that there is a defense because they literally called it a Black History Month creator meetup with Nicki Minaj. Um, so I think a lot of the Black creators on TikTok assumed it was for them because it's mm-hmm. Black History Month. You're saying Black History Month creator event. Um, but TikTok did invite a number of different people, creators, not you know, mm-hmm. including non people of color and on all that. And I don't know it none none of the stories I read talked about what the process was for registering for the event. Because it was a Zoom. It was a virtual event. Nicki Minaj was going to be on Zoom um talking mm-hmm. to these creators. And none of the stories talked about what you had to do to register. But apparently, you know, it got the 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 system got overwhelmed and a mm-hmm. lot of black creators weren't able to get into the Zoom meeting um for a while. <clears throat> and ten minutes after it started. Yeah, for like ten minutes and you know, a lot of people never got in and and a lot of the non POC creators you know, we're just trying to use it for promotional purposes. Basically, they weren't there to necessarily learn or, or, you know, understand or be any kind of ally. They just wanted to get Nikki to shout them out. So maybe they could record it or get a screen grab or something and then post it on their TikTok. Um, so it was, you know, the controversy was around them not getting the space as usual. Um, to, to, to do what they could do with this, with this situation. And there were a couple things that, that kind of stood out to me. Um, number one, you know, the fact that TikTok built it as such. Um, <clears throat> if you want to do a Black History Month, you know, anything, do we do it with Nicki Minaj? I mean, is that the best person? I'm, I, I'm not judging. I'm just saying. And, and really what it was was just a chance for her to, you know, play some of her new music. So mm-hmm. it really was just a promo for her and a way for her to get some promo from them and them to get some shine from her. And, you know, that's the way business goes, I guess. But 
that ain't Black History Month. Um, and then a lot of the justification from the from the white creators was that, well, we want to learn about Black history, too. So we should be allowed in the spaces so that we can actually get a chance to learn and, and collaborate and blah, 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 blah. Um, from Nicki Minaj. Right, from Nicki Minaj. But the Black creators are like, well, damn, can we have any space just for us where we can come together and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I'll say it like this. I, I don't know that the space had to just be for us. But could us actually get some shine in the space? That's the thing. It's like when when I'm reading what the folks are saying, it's like, well, you know, we got our invites late. We couldn't get in for 10 minutes. And by the time we do get in, we're so far down in the queue that none of our questions could get answered. So you have a Black History Month event with Nicki Minaj. And I'm not, you know, if that's what you want to get, Nicki Minaj, that that's cool. She's making history. You know, let's do that. But then it's like, okay, it's it's just kind of it's just. What is the word I'm looking for? Two words. Uh, performative. Lip servicey is what. Uh, it's more of that performative bullshit that companies do all the time, but especially at this time of the year, you mm-hmm. know, when they just try to throw Black History Month. Yeah, and it's, it's, it seems very, everything. very last minute uh, mm-hmm. that they, they just, oh, wait, together. it's uh, Black History Month. We need to do something. And they really, say it was thrown like, together. like, I guarantee you. Uh, we know that Apple's got two years in a row doing this with the Unity, uh, you know, Apple Watch stuff. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but, but when they did it for, you know, when they did it last year, they didn't just think up those, those bands in January. This was something that they had been planning for a while. They put thought into it. And it was like, this just seems like there was not much thought put into this. It's and it's like trying to capitalize, but not really considering black folk. So. I feel sorry for Nicki Minaj because she has had a string of not so well PR uh, things that have, yeah. And, and, and this like, one ain't girl. even on her. This is, this, that's the Wait, thing. This ain't even I, on her. I, I, she I'm going to push con- back on you on that one, Rob. I'm going to push back on you because if you putting your name on something, you know, with a brand this big and, and you now have the power and the influence and the platform to say, Hey, yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Who is this for? How many of the black creators are going to be like, are we sending it? Like, I want to make sure that black creators get priority or that their voices are heard. Like, you have the power to do that. You just have to be intentional about it. Touche. You're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You know what? If we got 300 spots, half of those got to go to black creators. And then you can do whatever you want with those other 150. And you got to take at least this many questions from black creators. You know what I mean? Like, like she could have really set that up any way she wanted to do it. Had she been intentional about doing it, and that's what, and 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 it's not, you know, it may not necessarily come second nature to people. So I ain't trying to put her on blast necessarily because there's probably plenty of celebrities that wouldn't have thought to do that. But we have mm-hmm. to think, be thinking that way. And and I hope right. somebody checks me if I don't use my pla- my small platform in a way that that is helping our people. You know, because we we don't have we don't really have that luxury no more. To just be right. like, well, I, I listen. I just showed up because TikTok invited me to play yeah. my music, so I just wanted the people to hear my music. I didn't know nothing about that. There was no black creative. Blah, blah, blah. You don't have. We don't have that luxury no more in America. Right but, now, to her defense, uh, for for what it's worth, she says, "I heard that y'all were saying, and let me see if I can schedule something else for you guys." This was her. Mm-hmm. That was her. Um, on the I'm assuming, according to the story, that was her on the call. After it's starting to make sense what was going on, right. it seems like she mentioned that, oh, uh, I hear y'all, you know, I want to make sure let's y'all represent. So yeah. let's see if we can do something else. So she did say that. So, so we'll see. 
We'll see. Mm-hmm. But but like I said, we we just the way the way we getting the short end of the stick, left, right, and sideways in this country, like we always gotta be thinking, you know, forward in that way. So, you know, no disrespect, Nikki. I love you, girl. Um, mm-hmm. but like I said, this was this was just a cluster from the start and mm-hmm. you know. In t- in two thousand and twenty two with a company as big as TikTok. It's like y'all having the same problems we having on this on this podcast, the tech John right now, technical Uh-oh. difficulties and people not being able to get in. That's, that's right. what you're trying to tell me. Right. We still that's what you're me. we couldn't get in a in a, in a Zoom meeting. You, you know not what? On TikTok and, and y'all got millions of dollars of resources. Come I, on, man. Come no, on. Come we, on, TikTok. We can we can Stop save it. this for another show when we talk deep deep about TikTok. But they got a whole lot of other issues going on over there to where they are actively thinking about how can we not be viewed like Facebook. So uh the thing that most Americans don't think about is that TikTok is not an American company. It's a Chinese based company. Yeah. Um what is it? Mm-hmm. ByteDance is that the parent company? Doyen and Byte um, and yeah. ByteDance Doyen um, is the is the Chinese equivalent. So you know, so and 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 honestly, there are more people outside of this country that use it just because of the size of the country that it's coming from. So some of the issues that uh you know that TikTok is facing is like you know that they'll release features and functionality in one place that just don't hit the same in other places. So I know that, uh, that there was one feature that gives you the ability to like you know lighten or darken your skin. And they were like, hold up, hold up, hold up. You don't want to release that to the United States because we do not want creators out here doing digital blackface and stuff like that. Because it wasn't like just a shade. It's like you could literally take somebody that is lily white and make them look like Yafi Koda. Uh, so it was a whole thing when they, when they put that feed, that filter out. Right. So, um, so yeah. So, so like I said, TikTok, you know, they're a huge company. I think we actually, uh, mentioned it, uh, you know, a few, a few episodes back that they, they actually got in front of Google as far as traffic. Um, you, you just think about that. It's like everybody, I mean, Google is a verb now. Go Google this, go Google that. But yeah. Uh, TikTok actually gets more website traffic than Google does, um, than YouTube run a does. Meeting and let black right. folks on time. Yeah, so on, we know what time it is. Miss Come me on. with that. Miss me. I keep saying I'm gonna start a service uh, called Ask a Black Friend for for some of these companies <laughs> to where no, you can just run. Side. Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't want. To, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just want to say, you know, you can just. Just if you don't have somebody in the room, just ask somebody, hey, here's what here's what we are thinking of doing. What do you See, think? And it's like, nah, you shouldn't be doing that. My, here, here's what you want. My wanna, opinion is they don't care. That, they don't that part care. Too. There is they that don't, part. Yeah. There well, is. Like, I, um, I want to just jump in real quick because um, that happened for the Super Bowl. Speaking of Super Bowl, um, Snoop got pissed because Instagram, for whatever reason, would not let him go live. The day of, I'm like, how are you not letting Snoop go mm-hmm. live on the biggest broadcast day of the year when your viewership and your traffic and your engagement will be through the roof? And he literally shouted out Isaac Hayes the third and fan base like multiple times. He went live mm-hmm. on fan base's platform instead of Instagram, you know. So I'm sure that brother got, you know, a, 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 so a blip. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, this, but to your point, Terrence, they don't care. Because so, mm-hmm. the fact that you could have told Snoop, nah, we good. We won't, won't need you to go live on our platform. They don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Mm-hmm. So that's on us to start thinking about alternatives um, at this point because they really, really don't care. Mm-hmm. So, yo. That's all I got. I'm off my soapbox. 
So and rant. <laughs> <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. <laughs> so we we definitely teased and talked about this next story here, our main story uh, at the beginning of the show. But uh, I'm just going to read here: social media dating and scamming take center stage with twin Tinder swindler. Th- this is something you, people. Anybody who's listening to me, you need to go watch this joint. It, it is what this dude was doing. Uh, and it sounds like he is continuing to do is some next level, uh, fleecing of, uh, you know, of, of women. And is it primarily Europe that he's uh, doing this stuff in? I think. Yes. But anyway, why don't you go ahead and tell us, uh, you know, the, the details of the story of, of how this dude is just getting over. <laughs> yeah, uh so this guy uh was using a uh uber popular uh online dating app Tinder, you know, if that's not the main one, one of the main ones. And um, you know, you swipe left, swipe right, you know, and they tell this Netflix documentary tells the story of at least three women who directly interacted with this uh gentleman. His name on uh Tinder was Levi Levit Levit. Simon Leviev, right? So, um, of course, you know, they, well, first the Netflix story kind of talks about, uh, relationships and love and, you know, finding love and, you know, your thoughts on love talking to these three women, you know, and they, uh, kind of lead that into how they, uh, decided to go on Tinder, online dating app and how they find people on Tinder. So then they take it a step further. And then they talk about meeting this gentleman named Simon, you know, and according to his pictures on Tinder, he had all he checked all the boxes. He had pictures of you well, know, he dogs was claiming to be had, a, a, the prince of the Diamond King. Mm-hmm. He he had a good job. <laughs> I was getting there. <laughs> he had a he had a he had a dope job. He had all the pictures of you know Designer him and dogs. Then and he's, you know, in all the ideal spots where all the social media people like to take pictures on planes, on helicopters, on islands and, you know, with the feet in the sand, you know, he, according to them, he was attractive, you know, so he checked all the boxes. So, of course, you know, these women that they interviewed swiped right, I think. Uh, you, you, I don't know. I don't, anyway. It is right. Yeah, they, they, it's right if you like and then, and then if the other person swipes right, if they like them, then it's a match. Then if it's a match, then it's up to the people who match to... Uh, meet up, right? So according to these young women, they swipe right, confirmed it was a match, and immediately, if not within a day or two, uh, this gentleman Simon, he responds back and he sweeps them off their feet. He has them meet him at this swanky hotel. He feeds them the most dopest food, you know, so clearly money is an object for this guy. He knows how to talk to women, 
you know, and then if not the same day or a couple days or a couple days after he asked them to go on a trip with him because he's this, this very, very business, a very bus- busy businessman. Right. <laughs> so they, they, right. he, he gets their passport information. Yikes. Right. And then, <laughs> and then books and then, um, brings them as a guest on a trip. They go to this fantastic place. They go to some other bougie hotel. They do all the cool things. And then if not weeks, maybe months later, they're in love. Then after that, within months, then he kind of um, weaves this story into the fact that, you know, he's so, since he's got this dope job being like Stephanie mentioned, the, uh, the, the son of a wealthy diamond uh, entrepreneur, you know, uh, they frozen all of his accounts because something, some crazy thing happened. And, you know, he's good for it because he's already shown these women that he flies them to these places. He's on this private jet. Money ain't an object. But they froze his account saying, could you just do me a favor this one time and float me, I think, ten, twenty thousand dollars Oh, yeah. He had them sending all kind of money. Crazy. Right, right. So, of course, to the women, they're like, you know, I've seen what he can do. I've seen the lifestyle he leaves. He leads. And it, it just seems like this just snafu since I'm his friend and or his girlfriend, because he wasn't just targeting women who he wanted to, to court as a girlfriend. The second uh, lady that they talked about. She was just a friend because when she went on the first flight, um, she went with him, his baby mother, and the daughter. And then well, the no, that second lady, they went on a date, but there wasn't a love connection. Okay, okay. And, so then they and, brought him on. So, as but a friend. they stayed friends. Right, yeah, the, right. the first girlfriend went uh-huh. on a flight with the baby and the baby mom. And the baby, mom, and the baby um, mom's yeah, talking up. He's such a good right, dude. He's a great like, father. Yada yada yada. Yeah, it's it's a shame you have women that um. I don't want to call it desperate because we're all out here looking to find so I have, a partner. So I have a thought on that, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, to, to fast forward, and I ain't going to tell the whole the thing. No fast forward, yeah, fast forward, you know, some things go down. Uh, obviously, you know, he, he gets his come up, but not really. You mm-hmm. know, he kind of gets off easy. But, you know, they tell the story of these women who fell in love, fell in love. And, you know, out of result, were swindled out of all this money, which henceforth the name of the title Tender swindler because he's basically scamming these women out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, millions! Not just mil- millions. They said ten million dollars well, all together. Over the course of the time, right? And, right. And, and but, the number of different women he scammed, he got about per, ten million dollars from these women. Yeah, but per woman, like hundreds of thousands yeah, of dollars per of thousands person, dollars. which is amazing. Yeah. But anyway, so um, and then like I said, they they finally you know do with the help of some journalists. Double police, multiple different countries. They catch and one lady who finally said, "You know, enough is enough. Let me get, let me get this dude back." (laughs) She set him up, and you know, right? He finally got caught. But he's my hero. So I have a question: Is this a? And I'll ask you, Stephanie, since you're kind of like the, as far as us three, you're the The you're the leader. (laughs) No, no, I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna say you are the leader. Well, I was gonna (laughs) also that. I, I was going to say, it's true. <laughs> you are the leader when it comes to being safe online, right? Oh, so, absolutely. Uh, right. So, uh, my question is, though, is this a story of women? Um, you have to do your due diligence when it comes to 
who you meet online, how you conduct yourself online, the things you do, the things you allow yourself to do, the the situations you allow yourself to get into where this potentially could happen. Or, in my opinion, is this a story of how social media has our minds warped so much so to where you are, you can be tricked or scammed into a situation because of the the idea of the lifestyle that you want to live based on the the image that you see on social media. So that right. was kind of like the, the thing. The reason why I brought this up is I want to kind of get into that. Is this a right. ladies watch out or people as a society don't let the social media stuff get to you like it's, that? It's both. I think okay. it's both because when you when you when they talk to the women, one of the things that they did to sort of try to vet this guy was to look at his other social media. And that's what a lot mm-hmm. of people do. If you're meeting somebody on a dating app and a lot of the dating apps will allow you to connect your Instagram to your dating profile or your Snapchat or something like that so that mm-hmm. people can go and get another sense of who you might be. Cause you know, on your date, on your dating app, you sending your representative as Chris right. Rock say, you know, maybe right. on your social media, you, you send it, you, you show a little bit more of your real self, but even mm-hmm. though no, not really, cause it's still social media. But, um, so, so yes and yes, yes. You know, we have to be hyper, hyper vigilant, um, as women, especially, um, on these dating apps and, and do our due diligence. Although, for the for the last woman in that in the documentary who who sold all his clothes, they were together fourteen months before mm-hmm. he really started asking and 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 you know getting her for her dough. So some people are just sociopathic narcissists, yeah. and mm-hmm. and there's no amount of vetting you can do to mm-hmm. to know that, that that about them until they start acting up. You know what I mean? And some of them are very patient and, and he had a whole, he had enough other women that he was getting money from that he didn't have to go after her like that, you know, right in the outset. Now that first woman, you know, you waited a whole night to sleep with him. And, and then a month mm-hmm. later you was on a plane and flying all over and, and getting apartments and, and no, no judgment. However, you know, we do live in a time where it's in our best interest to try to get to know somebody um, as, as well as we think we can mm-hmm. before we make those types of commitments with them. I would mm-hmm. just want to throw mm-hmm. some, some, some stats out real quick because, um, according to Pew Research, 60% for all of these stats of women have been harassed on a dating site, have been contacted after saying they weren't interested and have been sent sexually explicit materials. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is real out in these. Bumble and hinge and, and hinge and and tender streets. So mm-hmm. we we really do have to do everything we can do um, to be as safe as possible. Right. Now, I wanted to say. Now we're talking about this particular story because there's a tech angle to it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if we are in the season of streaming shows that are going to be talking about people that are just finessing like this. Because there's this one. You have the one. There's another one on Netflix. I think it is called uh, Inventing Anna. Anna. Yeah, yeah, so this yeah, is like, you know, it's the woman yeah, who's doing American Greed first. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, she, like I said, not necessarily a tech story, but it's like, I'm just going to make up this stuff. She was basically a German heiress or something like that and has come over going, here to the yeah. point to where she's getting like <clears throat> these loans to open up, you know, clubs of bottle service and stuff like this. And she is just scamming her way through everything. It, it, so, is, it, it is largely social media, though, because, you yeah. know, we there you can rent a jet for an hour. And go right. And that's what I, it, you know, and so, and that's what I, my main issue with, um, these women, particularly not trying to victim blame. Cause I don't want to do that, 
But I think we as a society, I think, well, to make it specific to them, I think the reason why he was able to get so much money from these women repeatedly to the tune of one hundred thousand dollars a pop, totaling ten million dollars over however many women was because I think the the way social media, the way it's presented, like Stephanie said, you you put your uh, representative on a date. But even more so than that, I think you put your best representative on social media in general. Absolutely. And I think especially with the first lady, she would you could tell that she was so wrapped up. Oh, she had drank the Kool-Aid. Right. She was mm-hmm. so wrapped up in the lifestyle, the lifestyle that this dude led because and just me speaking, I ain't never met this lady. I think she was kind of putting her representative on as far as social media as where she travels and the pictures that she takes. And you got to have the perfect angle and this and that mm-hmm. and the other. Mm-hmm. She was putting forth this representative, but then she met this dude and he had quote unquote, the real deal because he was actually on the planes and he was in the restaurant and he was eating the food and he could get access to the clubs and to the cars. So that to them, I think they were attracted to his lifestyle. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. much so Absolutely. that when it, when, when the hustle came, they was like, all right. They was already so caught up mm-hmm. and they wanted to keep believing. And, and that first want- woman, unfortunately, uh-huh. she she kind of was already a little her 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 I her I won't say skewed, but she was very much, I believe, in the prince and, uh-huh. and being saved, rescued by the I believe my uh-huh. prince will come and Beauty mm-hmm. and the Beast was her favorite movie. And so she had kind of already bought into this whole idea of Someday my prince so, will come right. and, and 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 have that life. So, he, so here's, here's my thought on this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ron. Here's my thought on this. Uh, so the first thing is that I am not a psychologist, nor do I play one on a podcast. But this <laughs> dude had some. You know, if you were to look up sociopath in a encyclopedia, a you might see a picture of him next to it in, in narcissist. Absolutely. That's thing number one. Thing number two, uh, he is not around these women 24 seven. So he can be, I mean, he's very charming. I mean, he, that, that's the other thing. He wasn't that. I mean, we only had his voice messages because he didn't appear on the show. Right. Um, but in, we had pictures. He, we had his voice. He wasn't bad looking. I, he was regular schmegular, he, he in was my regular, opinion. But, but he mm-hmm. wasn't he wasn't horrible looking. He wasn't unfortunate right. looking. But he did not come across as that charming to me. Well, so to to these like, women, what? he did, though. It's like, that so So here's the other thing. It was, it was a tight. The lifestyle puts, a, puts, a, puts rose-colored glasses on you real quick. And you'd be like, oh, he's so charming because he bought you something. You know what I mean? And, and it's right. just like, Ugh. so and they wanted to live that life. Yeah. He definitely had a type that he was going after. I mean, basically they yeah. call him marks for a reason. It's like, you know, you're looking at, I'm looking at these people and of the, yeah. of these 10 folks that I'm going to try to, you know, try to finesse, which one is going to be the easiest and which one am I going to potentially get the most from? And he was and in it said, for the long game. Like I said, in some, I, I didn't watch the entire, uh, you know, the entire series, but. Some of these folks, I mean, he, he was going months before he, you know, he was, you know, asking for stuff well, like on the backside. The last so. girl he was dating for 14 months before he ever even asked her yeah. for money because he was using the money from all the other women right. to fund the next scam and the next, you know, mark as to your point. You know, he was just flipping the money and flipping the money and flipping the money. And it, it just, and he and was I super think- smart because he was making them get the stuff in their name, the credit cards in their name. And mm-hmm. he, he didn't have nothing to do with it. And he was untouchable. It was genius, honestly. 
but it's a shame that people fall for it. Right. And again, you know, anybody can get scammed. So like I said, I'm not trying to victim blame these young women Mm -hmm. at the least. It could be any one of us. Yeah. Right. Right. But I think, you know, to, to piggyback off what you said, Rob, you know, not only did he have a uh, type, but he set that trap. Mm -hmm. And my opinion was, yes, he did. In every single scenario, it was quick. It was okay. We meet, we, we match, we meet within like a week. Mm -hmm. And then the trap was, okay, can I get you to come with me? And we only known each other for like a week or that's so. Called, mm-hmm. That's that's called something. It's called love bombing. Mm-hmm. And it's when mm-hmm. you when you early on, you know, smother this person with attention, with gifts, with you know, ex- sometimes very extravagant gifts, and just everything's about that person right at the in- outset to get and at that, any to, yep, to get and at any time thing. and at any time any one of those three, particularly that's in the in the documentary, if at any time early on. If any other woman said, nah, um, I need to get to know you a little bit better. And oh, they nah, be I think I, that's a little mm-hmm. bit too forward. Mm-hmm. And I really don't travel with people that soon. That I, I really know. got right that I don't know. It would have been off. It you know, been cut off and, again, not the victim yep. blame, but I think they yep. were so wrapped up in the lifestyle that he led. It was like, OK, if I can just get over this hump with this dude, yep. he got the money. Yeah, I, I can be the one. I could be the one. I, I could live this one. lifestyle I, I'm too. Different. Yep. I'm different. I'm not. And like I'm his friend, and he loves me, and I, I love him, and he's good for it because he's a diamond guy. And I'm like, yada, yada, yada. why is the, pr- yeah. the the son of a diamond magnet well, on Tinder? So Saray, number two, so in, in like, YouTube, the nobody ever thought about that. Why would this boy need to be on Tinder at all? So, and so, number two. Don't you think his daddy could give him money if he's caught up in my enemies? Why he coming right. to regular old he you? You when his daddy is <laughs> a millionaire, right? That, that could be part of his game, though. It's like I don't want to go to my dad, so can you know? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm so, sure. but Saray, so, Saray just asked in YouTube. So is this, is he like a Nigerian prince? It's like I don't they, think he's a Nigerian prince, but he was showing up trying to be a European one. So, yeah, but with the enemy, cool. but the, with the with the this is so funny. My enemies, my enemies. That's what he kept I saying know. in the documentary. Right? Yeah, he was he was about some enemies. Personally, personally speaking, like you, you asked the question, you know, uh, I really don't want to go to my dad because I'm in this much trouble. So personally speaking, I've had uh, somebody come to me and say, hey, uh, Terrence, I need some money and I need some money now. If I don't get it, I'm going in so many words, I'm going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Them coming to me and me being the person that they were com- the, the, the person who was coming to me. I called the police immediately because it's like there's nothing I'm going to be able to do to right. get you to out of this you. situation <laughs> faster than getting the police at your house in five minutes. Right. Me going to the to whatever. So to answer your question, Rob, you know, even with the he's saying, well, I don't you know, I, I don't I want my dad to find out. I think in these women's head, they rationalize. They said, if I can help him, it proves that I'm the person. I'm the I'm one. The one. To, I'm the ride or die. Trust me. As a woman, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. Listen, sis, we've all been there. You know, <laughs> I do want to just add a, add a add a little bit more uh, uh, tech to this because um, there were there was there's a ton of things you should be doing, obviously, to protect yourself on dating apps, like you know, getting to know the person, meeting in person, letting people know where you're going to be, um, and you know, all the, all those sort of normal things that we do. But there were there were two things in particular I wanted to to highlight. Um, and that was to not use the same pictures 
on your dating profile as you do in your social media. Now that might be a little difficult because you got that bomb selfie that where the light was just hitting just right and the angle was just so, and you want that to be your picture. But you know, if in fact a, a relationship takes a turn for the worse and that person starts stalking you and all the rest of that stuff, they can do a reverse image search from that picture in a dating profile that will link back to your social media profile. So oh. now, you know, maybe you hadn't, you know, maybe you hadn't given you them your, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe you hadn't given them your Instagram yet or, or mm-hmm. your Facebook yet. You know, maybe y'all weren't connected there yet because you was waiting to try to get to know this person. But because your profile picture on your dating site is one of the pictures in your Instagram feed, now they can go start stalking your socials as well. So if you can keep as much as you can keep the pictures in your dating profile separate from your social media profiles, all the better. The other thing I want to shout out is uh, www.n as in Nancy, s as in Sam, o as in Oscar, p as in Peter, w as in w. w. Um, <laughs> nsopw.gov. That is the National Sex Offender Public Website. So if you are on a sex offender registry in any state or any U.S. territory, your name will be on this website. So, yes, you know, true sociopaths create different aliases and names and stuff like that. But at least it's a place you can start to to make sure that somebody is not a a, a real predator. So NSOPW.gov. Google them and then search for them on that website as well. And then the third thing to add on to that, one of the things I noticed in the Netflix documentary, these women gave up all of their information. Tons about of them, personal information. Where they live. I mean, they their mama and them. Their passport. All, but in return, all they knew about him was he was a diamond dude mm-hmm. and he traveled. Because, and he, when they needed to know where he was, he would send them uh, pings, but at the hotel, they never right. knew his real address. Right. They has WhatsApp. They didn't have no Nothing. real phone numbers. They didn't Nothing. have no real, none of that. But didn't in return, know any of his friends, didn't didn't know any know, of his never friends. met his family, no, never, never met his family. None of that. Didn't know anything about him besides they thought he had some money. Yeah. That was yep. it because they, and they wanted some of, they not wanted some of them. Let me not say that because that's not what I, I don't think it was bigger than just gold diggers because no. in the documentary, no. a lot of people were firing back saying, Gold diggers, that's what you get. That's what you, no. I don't think it was gold. No, I, these women were fall, they were falling in love with him. Um, they were falling in love to the lifestyle, to the lifestyle that he too. led. Right. And they to wanted the to be too. a part of that because a lot of them, again, like I said, they were doing the same things he was doing, taking the pictures in the lovely places. Mm-hmm. And they had the perfect, like Stephanie said, had the perfect picture, the perfect image every single time they were at, you know, I want somebody that travels. You know, I think they either wanted their lifestyle or was faking the lifestyle that he led. Once they found out he had it via those traps, it was like, oh, I'm in. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was unfortunate. Be safe. But it was good. It was a good documentary. Be though. safe out there mm-hmm. in them digital streets. Be safe out there. <laughs> it's it's you hard just, and, and like I said, this dude, he's been arrested on and, and served time on multiple occasions. It's like, you know, he he, he went to prison and got out and started right back up. But not surprising. Mm-hmm. The end was totally disappointing, yeah. but not surprising. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but that's pretty much where we are as a society. Yep. That ending. <laughs> okay, so our last Ooh. story, and this is not really even a story. This is just we we got to give a shout out. We got to give a shout out to ow, 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 Tech ow, Life Steph. Ow, 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 ow. 
I think you mentioned on a show or two ago that you were going to be doing a TED Talks. I step, did, I but did. you actually have done it, and I just wanted to you know, take you know take some time and just 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 tell us about how you give actually us, give, got give on stage and did a TED Talks. Get you know spill the details on what you can do. So my friend um, Kenneth Johnson is runs TEDx Harlem. Um, he's a he does a bunch of different stuff, diversity inclusion stuff, and some consulting for for companies and everything. Um, but he runs he also runs TEDx Harlem. So you know he just reached out and was like, you know, yo, I'm putting together an, another TEDx. You know, you trying to be down? And I was like, bet, of course I'm trying to be down. Um, I was a little disappointed because it was actually supposed to be at the Apollo. Um, and I was hyped because I was like, I'm gonna be at the Apollo. Oh, my God. oh you would have got to touch the stump. For I know, right? I was yeah. going to wrap this up and everything, um, but for various reasons, it had to be it had to be moved. Um, but I recorded it on Saturday, so just a just a picture perfect day in New York City. You know, gorgeous outside, and it went really, really well. I'll be talking about my my topic is how to innovate your tech career. So um, basically, from the perspective of someone who had a more traditional, uh, more conventional technology job but was able to make a transition and be creative and think about how I could flip that because I think we miss that um, a lot you know in this startup culture that we're living in and, and everybody's an entrepreneur and, and that's the hotness and, and, and venture capital the lifestyle and exactly, like the life, exactly social media got you thinking that everybody and a mama you know got a startup that's about to secure you know that's a unicorn or whatever um, you know there are still STEM professionals that, that make this world go around literally you know what i mean the people keeping that that grid uh up and running in texas every time it get below 30 degrees and you know the people building the bridges and the people the chemists in the labs making sure you know we don't poison ourselves at the fda like so there's still a ton of different stem professionals um that 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 truly do make the world go around that don't get enough shine um and have been really overshadowed by startup lifestyle and and culture um so i so i wanted to speak directly to those people to mm-hmm. help them understand that there's still a way for you to go viral and and blow up in your respective career or if you decide to do something else you can do that as well um so yeah just just my stem people it, it was a you know i i was there i've been there I've, I've been in that cubicle wondering if this was gonna be the next 30 years of my life and 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 what what might i do outside of this or after this or is there an after this um so i really wanted to say something that would um, inspire and motivate and, and help um, those STEM professionals in more traditional careers uh, that might feel stuck. Okay. When is so it coming out? Question. When is it coming out? Go ahead. It is going to be broadcast on February 27th. Okay. And so you can right. go to www.tedxharlem.nyc and click on their events tab to, to register. Oh, we will definitely so, so, have, uh, you know, have the link in the show notes. I'm sorry I keep cutting you off, Terrence, but we, we will definitely put a link in the show notes. I don't know. Maybe after it airs, we have, we'll have to get this, this Stephanie Humphrey lady. We have to get her to come back <laughs> on as a guest and, and talk about it. I'm sorry. I just, I'm just messing. But what was you going to say? <laughs> no, I was going to say for those who are not familiar with TED Talks. Um, so kind of give like a little highlight, of like TED Talks in general and then talk about the, mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about the Harlem one. And then was did the the gentleman who set it up is there was there an overall theme or he just knew you were uh, specialized in this area and wanted you to come on or did it fit like into a bigger theme? 
Yeah. So, um, so the the theme for this particular TEDx is metaverse noir. So, you know, black metaverse basically. So, so it's really all things metaverse, Web three, NFTs, you know, crypto, that whole thing. He just kind of let me do what I do because he knows mm-hmm. how I get down. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we we've been friends for a while, so you know, he knows you know the types of things that I talk about in general. So he kind of let me kind of you know veer a little bit off of that particular track but most of the speakers will be talking you know metaverse type topics um ted in general uh stands for technology entertainment and design um I'm, it's been around the platform's been around for a while uh and the, the idea is that you do these 15 minute sort of speed talks to to be very effective and efficient about how you get your messaging across and it can be really about anything it doesn't even have to fit into those three categories anymore um but like lots of you know famous people have done ted talks and then tedx is sort of the subsidiary of ted if you will different chapters yeah different chapters across the Mm -hmm. country on university campuses and just you know wherever ted approves a TEDx, you know, subsidiary, you can set that up and do, um, and start doing the talks that way as well. So it, it, it's, it's really, uh, you know, kind of an honor to be, to be asked because you, you, you typically have to apply to do a TED or a TEDx, um, and get accepted. Um, but so it was, it was, it was an honor to be asked, asked to do one. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I hope, you know, it gets picked up because sometimes TEDx's have a chance to get picked up by the, by the major TED, um, you know, platform and, and broadcast across their channels and things like that. So it would, it would be nice if that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, it's just, it's, it was dope and, and I hope everybody can tune in. Yeah. What makes them really interesting to me is, you can't be no slouch when it comes to no. public no. speaking. You, know, no. you can't be reading off no cue cards. No. You can't no, you ain't no PowerPoint. Ain't no teller. keynote. Yeah, you know, and we you didn't have... get to have slides. I've seen TEDs. Mm-hmm. That oh, really? Slides. I haven't seen any. Yeah, I've seen a few TEDs where they had just not like a PowerPoint, but just pictures to go along with the story. Yeah, that I get that. Yeah. Um, and, I'm, and I know people that have done TEDs that actually had teleprompters. Oh, really? As well, yeah. It depends on the it depends on the venue and the and the, okay. the, and the chapter doing it. I had to memorize mine, which which was a little. It wasn't horrible, but you know, you you get in the moment and you get a little nervous and you you want to you want to do it the way. And it's like you see another, I, yeah, yeah. It's 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 and and I talk fast. Y'all y'all have heard me on this podcast, and so you know, forcing myself to slow down. You know, we'll see what that does to the story because I feel like I put together, I wrote a very cohesive and and um, effective story with examples and then you know points that like an example from my life and then something you could do and then example from my and it and broke it out into four different you know sections it was very it was structured very well it was structured mm-hmm. very much like ted talks are structured to tell a very cohesive story mm-hmm. um like i said the way my type a is set up and my OCD, uh, the delivery was, it wasn't how I would normally talk because I knew I needed to slow down just a little bit. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the story comes together with the way I, I delivered it. No, but I, I think okay. it was, I'm, I'm happy with how it all turned out. All right. Yeah. I cannot wait. Uh, February 27th. I will the be checking it out. And listeners, uh, you should go check this out too. It's like, uh, you know, this is a, this is, uh, you know, like well, if they was a part of our discord, they would know exactly when it goes up when we share the link. So, uh, oh, yeah. good job. So, yeah, just saying, y'all. 
get involved. So y'all, um, we, we definitely gonna have a little bit more conversation in our after party. <laughs> um, you know, we, we ran a little long in the show and, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. So Stephanie, can you tell folks how they can get to you? Yes. You can follow me all around the web at tech life, Steph, and check out my website at till death, you And you can find me all things brother tech on the internet as B R O T H A T E C H. And also you can catch me in my co-host sneaker monford we run a podcast called the snob os cast where we talk all things apple and then some so you can find us everywhere at snob os cast and i am at rob dunwood on all the things and also we have at the tech john that is the tech j-a-w-n on all the things so hit us on instagram on facebook on twitter and uh, holler at us there and until that we're gonna say what we always say at the end of the show y'all Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.